Yeah, Yes, an audio serial, written and read by Daniel Cotier. This story contains adult themes, coarse language, themes of suicide and self-harm. If the contents of this story are triggering for you or anyone you know, I ask you to please call Lifeline on 131114. If you are listening outside Australia, you can find contact numbers for mental health support services on our social media pages. These are found at Yeah Yes Audio Serial on Facebook and Instagram and Yeah Yes Serial on Twitter. Chapter 12, Friday, 1st of September, 2017. They were a family of four, and the other car just came straight for them and wiped them out instantly. I pull a tissue from the box between us, and I was so jealous. I looked at the radio, and I felt so bad because I wished the newsreader was talking about me instead. That family would have wanted whole lives together, and then that got stolen from them by a drunk driver. Meanwhile, there must be three other people who are in the same state as me and we could all happily volunteer to take their place. We would love to have that choice taken out of our hands. She scribbles something on her pad. I want a copy of that pad. I want to know what she knows about me that I don't already know. I hope it's not just doodles and a Sudoku. I just, I don't know, I just want to go into a state of suspended animation at the moment and just wake up in four years when things are better. But... Oh God, she's crossed her legs, here comes some revelation. If you were to be put into suspended animation and wake up in four years, your problems wouldn't be finished. They'd just be four years older. What you're describing is numbing. There it is. People numb with all sorts of different things when they're in shame. It can be alcohol, drugs, gambling, TV, food. What do you think your vice is? I look intently at the sunset behind her. I don't really know. I guess I've never thought about it. Well, if you had to guess. My intestines pick up a dropped stitch and I force myself to look up and just over her shoulder so she'll think I'm making eye contact. I don't know, maybe TV? Don't say it. Don't you dare tell her. She'll take the booze away and that's all you've got. I don't know if I do numb. I think I just get depressed and stew on it. Well, if that's true then you're one of a kind. Have you been able to do any research into shame? I have, but then I used all of my data, so now I've banned myself from Googling anything until my next recharge. So it was just one website. I did. It was really interesting. I related to a few things. She nods at me. Such as? Well, um, being bad at making decisions and not trusting yourself and thinking that the only way to fix your mistakes is to kill yourself. That stuff I related to a lot. Anything else? Not really. I didn't have a lot of time this week with moving and work and stuff. Oh yes, how is the hostel going? My ears heat up. Good, I've had a few different roommates. One of them had some noisy sex last night, so I haven't had a lot of sleep. Oh God, these lies are tumbling out so fast I can't stop them. You should not be lying to your therapist. That's good to hear. So... Overall, how are you feeling? Out of control. I didn't intend to say that, but it feels quite accurate. She nods. What is making you feel so out of control? Just everything. She adjusts in her chair. I see. 
The first step to getting things back under control is to be honest about them. She gives me a look that makes me think she knows more than she's letting on. All right. She passes me a pad and paper. Let's work together and come up with some strategies to build some shame resilience. Anger flares in my stomach and I scoff. I fucking hate that word. Shame? No, resilience. She takes up her notepad and pen and looks at me. Why? I take a sip of the water that she's put in front of me a while back. Granddad always used to tell me to be more resilient. He came to live with us after Grandma died. I was 15 and it was when I wasn't coping at school. I'd come home crying and he'd tell me to be more resilient and it wasn't fucking helpful. What would have been helpful? I don't know, acknowledge how shitty kids are, telling mum and dad to pull me out of the school, not yelling at me all the time for being lazy and sad. What about your parents? I air my biggest gripe. They set me up to fail giving me such a stupid name. Kelly's eyes twinkle. Did you get teased for that? I scoff again. (laughs) Yeah. Everyone always called me banjo string. She frowns at me. What's wrong with that? The cushion is fascinating again. It's the slang word for the piece of skin that connects the head of the dick to the foreskin. She purses her lips. Yes, I can see how that would be unfortunate. Yeah, also we don't even know anyone called Daryl. Okay, so resentment towards the term resilience can be the first thing we unlearn. Tell me about when that word was bastardised and made into a punishment. I sip some water. Um, well, mum, sometimes, but she obviously learned it from granddad. I told Mark how much I hated it once, and he used it when we were fighting. He'd always say I had no resilience when he was losing the argument. Ah, so a father figure and your boyfriend. Do you find that interesting? I look over her jade necklace into her eyes. Why, is it? Well... Would you say the two would act in similar ways? I stare at her. I can see a silhouette in the distance, but I did not want to see it close up. Yeah, I guess so. We sit in silence for a beat. What are you saying? I have a granddaddy Oedipus complex? She tilts her head to the left. I'm saying it's natural as an adult to gravitate towards people who remind us of parental figures. There are loads of studies about it. Oh, that is gross and stupid. So what, I should only date people who tell me to be resilient and drink port? She laughs. No, I'm saying you should date people who are worthy of your time, love and attention and give you the same back. I roll my eyes at her. Well, he's not popping up on Grindr. Maybe not, but I'm sure there's someone out there. Yeah, I mumble to the cushion. It's easy to say. She gives me a big smile, showing all of her teeth. All the big breakthrough moments are. It's why those tacky live, love, laugh stickers are everywhere. They're easy words to brand, but hard to live by. I'm glad we've led away from the numbing thing. So there's wisdom in cliches. Oh, yes. People always say therapy feels worse before it feels better, but we both know it's true. I try not to roll my eyes. So there will be a lot of fortune cookie talk? She laughs. Yes, sorry. There's no going back once you've admitted a problem and asked for help. Does it get easier? She leans in and looks into my eyes. 
a final attempt to get me to squeal. She must already know. She must be able to see it in my puffy face. Only if you're vulnerable and honest. I intend to be neither of those things. Yeah, Yes is written, read, produced and directed by Daniel Cotier. Music, editing and sound engineering is by Nathan Barraclough. If you have any queries or concerns, you can contact us at yayesaudioserial at gmail.com. Tune in next week for the continuing adventures of Banjo Mitchell. Thanks for listening. <laughs>